All right, everybody, welcome to BO Boys for Friday, December 9th. Fuck it, it's a raw feed. We're doing it live. I'm Clayton. Yeah, I'm Pat. And Clayton, we got another weekend coming up with no big releases, some quick releases that we'll talk about. But we have big, gigantic box office Hollywood news that we're going to devote most of this episode to. And I think we got to kick off with this. Clayton, are you ready to talk about DC films, about Wonder Woman, about Black Adam, about James Gunn, about Dwayne The Rock Johnson? Are you are you ready for this? I mean, listen, up until what? It was yesterday. I was ready to have kind of a, you know, calm, sleepy sort of, you know, Father Stew's Eve kind of episode where we wait for him to be reborn this weekend, and all of a sudden, it's just chaos. It's chaos. I mean, we we were prepared to do 30 minutes plus on Father Stew Reborn, on the re-release of Father Stew. That's what we were prepared to do. I don't think we're going to have that time to devote to Father Stew. So all of the Father Stew heads... All the Reborners who wanted a full episode on the Father Stew re-release, we just can't do it because there is giant news that we have to cover. And all the spoiler alertists Mm -hmm. who want us to talk about spoiler alert, sorry, spoiler alert, we ain't talking about spoiler alert. Yeah, spoiler alert, it's getting about 45 seconds at the end of the show. So mm-hmm. there's your spoiler alert. That That's the most we'll talk about spoiler alert, to be honest, is telling you that we're really not going to talk that much about spoiler alert. We got to get into this right now, Clayton. Things are popping off over at Warner Brothers Discovery at DC. I'm going to give you a, a timeline, and then we could go into it. So it started uh, yesterday, started on Wednesday, December uh, 5th. Right? 7th. Wednesday, December 7th. Yeah. Dwayne The Rock Johnson tweeted out a uh, deadline article, and, and we'll, we'll call it an article for now, but it's, it's not... I a would, press release. He tweeted out a press release via deadline, but he tweeted out a, uh, a, a link to something in deadline, and this was Dwayne The Rock Johnson's tweet, and I quote, Waited to confirm with financers before I shared this excellent hashtag Black Adam news. Our film will, all caps, profit between $52 and $72 million. Fact. At almost $400 million worldwide, we are building our new franchise step-by-step. In parentheses, first Captain America did $370 million for the DC future. Tweet out an article. What was that article? It was an article by Anthony D. Alessandro. D stands for Dwayne. And it was an article titled Dwayne Johnson DC Pick Black Adam to Profit. Here is how. And then in the article, which we'll go into more, it is basically Anthony D. Alessandro. D stands for Dwayne making the case that Black Adam is profitable. He goes through the numbers just out of nowhere. Deadline decided to publish an article stating that this movie that came out in October is actually profitable. So there's that article. Well, because, you know, Hollywood is always so upfront with their accounting. Yes, they're famously known for very accurate and publicly uh, uh, true accounting. So that's that article that came out around the same time. And uh, I was made aware of this by the great Rodis on Twitter uh, at R O T A N K W O T. So thank you, Rodis, uh, great business reporter. Tweeted out, tagged us and Lucas Shaw, uh, letting us know. Was really curious how Gal Gadot came out of nowhere two years after uh, Wonder Woman eighty four to thank fans for their support of the Wonder Woman films and state that another chapter for the character is in the works. So apparently, Gal Gadot, apropos of nothing tweeted out that she loves doing Wonder Woman, thanking the fans and looking forward to the next Wonder Woman. Again, out of nowhere, Dwayne The Rock Johnson tweeting out an article about how Black Adam's profitable, Gal Gadot tweeting out how much she loves doing Wonder Woman, thanking the fans, looking forward to the next installment. 
And then the other shoe dropped. And I think the reason why those articles and those tweets came out, it's clear because the Hollywood Reporter published an article later that night saying that Hattie Jenkins' Wonder Woman 3 not moving forward as DC movies hit a turning point. That article also talks about how it is unlikely that Black Adam will be moving forward. Basically, in that article, they talk about how James Gunn and his partner as the new head of DC Films, Peter Safran, they are switching things up, and a big uh, part of that is to start ending, finally, you know, editorially, finally for me, finally ending the Snyderverse aspect of DC Films. Obviously, there are certain Snyderverse-related films that have already been developed and produced and are coming out, Aquaman 2, Blue Beetle, Shazam 2. Those are all coming out, but James Gunn looking to start a new DC universe, and that's going to include ending the Gal Gadot version of Wonder Woman, ending the Dwayne The Rock Johnson version of Black Adam. That is what The Hollywood Reporter is saying. And then James Gunn today talking about that article in an article in Variety and in a tweet. James Gunn had this to say about all of that. He finally uh, uh, addressed everything and he said, in quote, We know we are not going to make every single person happy every step of the way, but we could promise everything we do is done in the service story, the character of DC characters we know you cherish. As for more answers about the future of the DCU, I will sadly have to ask you to wait. We are giving these characters and stories the time and attention they deserve. We ourselves still have a lot more questions to ask and answer. So in that Variety article today, James Gunn said that, and apparently James Gunn and his co-head of DC Films, they're going to be presenting their 10-year plan for DC Films to Warner Discovery CEO David Zaslav next week. So those are the basics of what happened. Basically, James Gunn, DC Films, big changes coming. Those changes may include tossing Dwayne The Rock Johnson's Black Adam, overboard, tossing the Gal Gadot, Patty Jenkins, Wonder Woman, overboard, tossing the Snyderverse, completely overboard. Aquaman is already overboard, but they're letting him stay out there. He ain't getting back on the boat. And that's where we're at, Clayton. So let's just get into the guy who I know you're chomping at the bits to talk about. What do you think of the way Dwayne The Rock Johnson has been handling things these last two days and where he may be at with DC Films, State of Black Adam, Dwayne The Rock Johnson as a movie star. Give me some thoughts. I mean, it's he's obviously out. I mean, there's no way he's not out. It's just, it's just, it's this, this was such a dumbfounding tweet. Okay. And the reason being is that it's not – it's a tweet for no one because anybody in the industry – or anybody with a working knowledge of the industry knows that this is all BS, right? These numbers are BS. It's not going to be profitable. And if you are a movie star and you have a hit movie, you do not have to tout it in a tweet. You don't have to say you talk to the financiers. Tom Cruise did not tweet, hey, guys, I talked to the, the financiers. Looks like Top Gun Maverick's going to be in profit. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It, nobody in the industry is going to buy it. And then if you're a casual fan of The Rock, you're a guy, you know, or a gal uh, who works at a factory or works in, you know, many factories, several factories to try and be put food on the table for mother and baby, right? And you read this tweet, you're like, who cares? What are you even talking about? This movie came out, I saw it, it was okay, maybe I didn't like it, but you're talking about financiers, you're talking about profit, you're talking about comping to Captain America. That's that's your fan base, the jabronis that he calls fans are going to be like, "What is this shit? Why do we care about this?" And then to comp his movie to Captain America, the, the first Avenger, which was right at the beginning, when Marvel wasn't a powerhouse, it starred a guy whose claim to fame was too 
barely remembered or liked Fantastic Four movies and a very good parody film called Not Another Teen Movie. Mm-hmm. And set cellular. in the 40s. And cellular. Set in the 40s, right? Back in 2000, what, 10 or 11? Mm-hmm. He's comping it to that? It's like, who, who let him tweet this? Who let him tweet this? It is truly confounding. You know, this is almost a this is almost a, a Roseanne situation. It's like, was he on Nyquil? Was he on some sort of? Did he take some sort of sleeping pill and think this was a good idea? Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. So you think soon the Rock is going to have to come up retroactively with an excuse for his tweet? And again, this is how he starts the tweet. This is from the biggest movie star on the planet. Waited to confirm with financiers before I shared this excellent hashtag Black Adam News. Our film will profit between 52 and 72 million. Fact. So that and great. is great. Your profit's a rounding star. error. Your mm-hmm. profit, it's a rounding error, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, that's what your profit is. Your profit is not, number one, that profit doesn't exist. It's not going to profit. But that, even that profit is like, yeah, seventy-two million is nothing to sneeze at. But when you're talking about a mega corporation that's going to make decisions as to whether to make a to spend another couple hundred million dollars to continue this franchise, that means zip. It's nothing. It, it, it's so ridiculous. This tweet is one of the dumbest tweets I've ever seen in my life. And the deadline article that he tweeted out that does does read as a press release. For mm-hmm. Dwayne the Rock Johnson and the Black Adam crew, they are they are factoring in PVOD into that. They're factoring in the the money that Warner Brothers will make by selling it to itself on HBO Max. Mm-hmm. So that's included, they say, in home entertainment revenue of eighty six million. They are factoring in. Uh, uh, what it's going to get on domestic free TV. So but, these but see, are all they're, they're, all This is things. not just box office. They're basically factoring in what it's going to make playing on TBS in the next it's five hypotheticals, years. And it's all downstream stuff that you look at when a movie is not a success at the box office. Because right. that's why... You know, when the DVD market dried up, the DVD saved a lot of movies and made a lot of filmmakers able to make other movies because their movies did well on home video. People bought them, right? That's when you look at these ancillaries. I can't say it, but ancillaries. That's when you look at those. You don't look at that now because that's that's proving that your movie was a failure theatrically. It's proving that this was a flop. Right. And, and, and the fact that he doesn't know that is ridiculous. How did nobody tell him you don't want to show what your basic cable money is going to be because that is a cons- that's a consolation prize. Right, right. It would be like, you know, think of some movies that famously became mega profitable because of the ancillary profits. You know, think of your Austin Powers in the mm-hmm. late 90s. Mike Myers did not put a press release out in 1997 saying, fact, Austin Powers is now profitable (laughs) thanks to blockbuster video rentals. He didn't do that. And if you compare The Rock to gigantic all-time movie stars, which supposedly that's the the field that he's playing on, I (laughs) don't remember. And again, I haven't been following every step of his career because he you know he existed in a time before me but i don't remember jack nicholson ever putting out a statement that one flew over the cuckoo's nest is now profitable you or, know? or more 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 so it'd be great news mm-hmm. wanted to wait until i talked to the financiers wolf is going to make a profit yes Exactly. That is that is the perfect comp. Is something like Wolf that was an underperformer at the box office, but I'm sure cleaned up thanks to being a Sunday night movie on CBS, on blockbuster video rentals, on pay cable reruns over and over again. At some point, Wolf became profitable, but Jack Nicholson did not put out a statement 
announcing that Wolf is now profitable, like The Rock did. It, it's it's a uh, listen. I've been on this for a long time. How Black Adam is a is a is a failure for Dwayne The Rock wow. Johnson, and how this has got to be a come to Jesus or come to whatever your God is moment for Dwayne The Rock Johnson and his movie career because. He's obviously a giant movie star. He's obviously beloved. He's obviously had a lot of hits, has a lot of big franchises going. But as I have said on this show several times, Black Adam has become a problem for him. It's something that we all thought seemed like it was a slam doink, going to jumpstart him into a whole new franchise, a whole new realm of stardom. And as I have said on this show, it did not happen. People did not love this movie. This movie did not take off the way it should have. And instead of dusting himself off and figuring out what went wrong and figuring out how to, you know, right the ship and do something, make something that people truly want, instead he seems to be clinging to this, as I've said before, what Black Adam is, this failure. He's clinging to it. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's a delusion. And here's the thing, too, is like for the longest time, everybody was saying, oh, Vin Diesel, Vin Diesel's the problem when it comes to these Fast and Furious movies. Why is Vin Diesel acting this way? The Rock is the Rock is is being treated badly by this guy who's delusional. And it's like, all right, they were both delusional. We found out that Vin Diesel and The Rock are two apples that fell not too far from the same tree. Mm-hmm. Right. This makes him look bad. I mean, this isn't Billy Eichner calling people names for not seeing his movie bad, but this is like a roundabout way of telling people to shut up about how your movie's a failure in the same sort of way. Yeah, it's it's it should be beneath stars to engage the audience at this level, you mm-hmm. know, and listen. The B.O. Boys were at a high level. Scott Mendelson of Forbes, Jeff Bach is Relations Co., these, you know, our fellow great box office analysts. In life, we are at a very high level. But even so, the movie stars should not be engaging us at the level of talking about box office analysis, talking in public about business analysis. We're at high levels, but we should be at different levels, different mountaintops. And when the movie stars come to this level you know obviously we want movie stars in the show and it's great we have movie stars getting to bask in their success on these shows but to come and try and make excuses for box office and business then it it it's taking them down to a place that they shouldn't be and that i i just agree that dwayne the rock johnson should not have done this now we both know why he did this. I mean, do you, do you do you do you think that this was anything other than a premeditated uh, uh, strike at James Gunn at DC Films because he obviously knew it was coming, right? Yeah, yeah. I mean, and it's like it's like, but 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 look, James, uh, we did uh, better than Captain America: The First Avenger. It's like, uh, why would Gunn is not an idiot? Why would that be helpful to him? Like, that's the thing. Is like, even if you're saying, "Look what I did! Look what I did!" It's nothing. And 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 the fact that he thinks that his fans are going to rally behind this and be like, James Gunn, don't you know this movie is going to profit $75 million? It's like we're talking about billions of dollars. We're talking about right. multi-billion dollars is what the new DCU, whatever it's going to be, could generate. This is right. like nothing. This right. means nothing. They're going to like I said, they're going to mount a Black Adam 2 because this thing is possibly after it runs on TNT going to eke out 50 million dollars. Right. I'm Counting sorry. ancillaries. I mean that I is what you are, you know, you rarely laugh, Clayton, and you're uh, laughing yeah. because ancillaries are what the biggest movie star in the world <laughs> is talking about. And I feel like you, I have the Joker disease. Yeah. I mean, the Joker, th- that's the thing. Joker did not release a, a press release or a tweet in fall of 2019 announcing great news. We have 
turned a profit. Joker mm-hmm. did not yes. say that because Joker made a billion dollars at the box office in fall of 2019. The box office spoke for Joker. The Joker did not yes. have to tweet fact profit. And, and and you nailed it. This was not geared towards James Gunn in the sense that, of course, James Gunn has all these facts and figures. He has the real numbers. He knows how much Black Adam's going to make playing on TBS or what it did on PVOD. These last. It's not about getting it to James Gunn. This is The Rock's attempt to create a hashtag release the Snyder Cut mm-hmm. type of online fervor from the fans. He wants the fans to basically do what the Snyderverse bots did this last five years and force Warner's hand and basically force them to release Black Adam too. That's what he's trying. But again, I I can't imagine a fan of Dwayne The Rock Johnson who is going to get worked up and need to start a letter writing campaign because they they read a deadline article about the ancillary profits and revenue streams for Black Adam that they mm-hmm. saw I read this article and Black Adam is is generating 22 million dollars in PVOD uh revenue I I've got to get on Twitter and and, and make this my life mission this. to get Black Adam yeah. too the rocks fans don't care they want to watch Fast and Furious movies. They want to watch WrestleMania. They do not give a shit about this deadline press release that The Rock put out. It doesn't matter. Now, let's get to the deeper thing or the broader thing, which is that it's looking like, and mm-hmm. even though James Gunn won't admit to, and of course he's not going to before he comes down from the mountain and gives his you know, 10 new commandments of the DC universe, that it looks like all of these actors might be on the chopping block. I mean, the one that they're saying has a chance to stay, I mean, obviously other than Cena, is Viola Davis. Uh-huh. Uh, and, in, in the I mean, Suicide squad In the Suicide yeah. Squad. And, and I mean, that is a possibility because, I mean, when you look at the Spider-Man movies, they, they brought back for this iteration the gentleman who played Jay Jonah Jameson. Mm-hmm, uh, mm-hmm. And, you know, nobody was like, oh, that means that it's, you know, it, it, they didn't read into it's it. It's not like Sam casting. Raimi's coming back to Spider-Man. Yeah. Yeah. it's It was perfect casting and, and they did a good job with it and people are okay with it. So, mm-hmm. I mean, for that, it's like, I could see Viola, Viola Davis staying because she doesn't seem like tainted by the Snyderverse in any way, no, you know, no. the way like even Marco, Marco, um, Margot Robbie does, you know, right. She right. may have to go. I I mean, Momoa has to go. They all have to go because it, 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 there's some sort of like hanging on to these failed experiments as if th- someone's going to turn the ship around or if they get rid of everybody, the fanboys, the Snyder fanboys are going to never see DC movies again. And we all know that that doesn't happen. These characters are bigger than the actors. Yeah. I mean, nobody ever said, you know, it's not like Marvel was like, oh, you know, we can't, we can't replace Dolph Lundgren as Punisher. There's no way we can't recast Punisher. I guess that's the Punisher forever. Right. You know, or, you know, the mime who played Spider-Man on Electric Company. Oh, we can't replace him. He's the the Spider-Man. Right. 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 I I mean, listen, none of these people are stars and they can mm -hmm. all be replaced. Warner Brothers once replaced Michael Keaton as Batman. Mm -hmm. And we both will forever love Michael Keaton. One of the the greatest talents uh, in movies ever. But Michael Keaton was replaced on Batman and people went to go see the next Batman movie starring mm-hmm. Val Kilmer. They didn't go to see the next Batman movie after that starring George Clooney, but it wasn't because their Batman was recast. These characters yeah. live on past the actors. There will be, and everyone get ready for what I'm about to say, prepare yourselves, there will be another Iron Man someday not played by Robert Downey Jr., and guess what? That movie will be a giant hit. Most likely, because absolutely, it, it, it's fine. So, and there's going to be a Wolverine that isn't Hugh Jackman, the same way that there is a Captain America that isn't J.D. Salinger's son, right? right I mean, right. those are the things. I mean, so, so with this, 
the the you know this sort of cleaning house. Obviously, like we said, there are DC films that were produced pre James Gunn that are locked and loaded and coming out. I mean, the Flash obviously being the biggest problem one. Who knows what they're going to end up doing with that? Just mm-hmm. release it on Tubi, honestly. Well, I think it's just going to be evidence. I mean, I think what it's going to end up being is just evidence in a big trial. Right. I mean, right. that's the best case scenario for The Flash is that there's a flashy trial right? and uh, that is shown there and that's where people see it. I mean, you right. might as well just show it on court TV. Right, right. But you've got that, but you've got the Aquaman sequel with Jason Momoa that is going to come out. You've got the Shazam sequel starring Chuck that is going to come out. And those movies, I think... It does seem like those characters may end up getting recast, even though both of those first movies were actually hits. And people do like Jason Momoa's Aquaman. But like you said, there just might need to be a full cleaning house just to cut all ties with the Snyderverse stuff. I do think Mm -hmm. John Cena as Peacemaker from the Suicide Squad franchise and, and his HBO show, not just safe, but I think that's going to be one of the centerpieces because that's a James Gunn creation. He mm-hmm. wrote and directed that Suicide Squad movie starring John Cena. He created and wrote the show. That's one of his guys. And listen, I think that is also part of why Dwayne The Rock Johnson is kind of publicly losing it over this Black Adam situation. Oh, yeah. Is he's looking at the the, the shakeout and he's seeing his old business partner, John Cena, who's going to be a centerpiece of these DC films. And I think he sees the writing on the wall that Dave Bautista, who's mm-hmm. a big star of the Guardians of the Galaxy films for James Gunn, is almost certainly going to just waltz over to DC and end up as a primo star character pretty soon well, because he's a James Gunn guy. He's stuck by James Gunn. When James Gunn got fired from Disney back in the day, he's the breakout character of James Gunn's Guardian of the Galaxy. I think Dwayne The Rock Johnson is seeing two former pro wrestling partners in Dave Bautista and John Cena who are lapping him mm-hmm. and outacting him and soon going to be big stars within DC films while his Black Adam is, is, is done is done. I mean, it's a come to Jesus moment for him. And I'm using that I hope just so. as like a broad term for whatever yeah. his, you know, whatever he believes in, right. but it has to be because he can't live in this delusion. If he starts doing tweets like this, mm-hmm. he will be a laughingstock, mm-hmm. right? I mean, he, this has to be an outlier. This has to be like craziness. This has to be his slap. I mean, to be honest with you, this has, this to, has be, to be his like, I lost it, guys. I'm yep. so sorry. And now I'm more centered. You know, I missed my cheat day. I did not get to eat uh, 12 pizzas and eight chocolate cakes. So, you know, I went and I, you know, did some 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 deadlifts. I uh, ate five chocolate cakes and, you know, 16, you know, dozen sugar coated donuts and now i'm feeling better and smarter and you know what maybe i need to move on from dc it's not my thing but i got all these other projects right boom there we go this is his jumping on the couch this Mm, is his tom cruise jumping on the couch on oprah moment and that was a tough moment for tom cruise and yeah we're and and it and it Put his career in a in a. It's hard to say rough space because, but but it did. You know that that was that definitely stopped his meteoric rise for a bit, and then he righted the ship, and obviously now he's the biggest box office star in the world, and should be up for best actor for his accomplishments. So the ships, these ships can be righted even after these dramatic moments you know yet to be seen where will smith goes from here but this is that level i agree for Dwayne the rock johnson this this tweet is going to be something that 
changes the way people look at him. And he's going to have to take stock of this moment in time. And it could go one of two ways. You know, Mm -hmm. he could write the ship and this becomes a blip, much like jumping on the couch was a blip for Tom Cruise. Or he could find himself, you know, having a Mickey Rourke type back end of his career where. Oh, my God. I mean, that's worst case scenario right there. It's worst case scenario. But but there's two roads he could go down. One road leads to Tom Cruise, Top Gun Maverick. One road leads to Mickey Rourke. Absolutely. Listen, that's a fork. He's got to look at this fork. He's got to see this fork. Yeah. If he doesn't see a fork right now, if if all he sees is a straight line, like a knife, if he sees a knife, he's he's in a bad place. He yeah. needs to see a fork. He needs to see a fork. And listen, we're rooting for him. I definitely You're rooting am. for him. I definitely, listen, I've been for a while now... You know, I've been tough on Black Adam, and I've I've been honest about Black Adam, but that honesty, now, I mean, talk about spin. I mean, listen, we're talking com- about this king of spin, fact, the raw fact. Tweeting out fact, I have been honest about Black Adam on this show many times. Fact. I mean, our wanna be boys, numbers. wanna be o girls, wanna be o people. People know what you're doing. They understand what you're doing. I'm talking, but facts. for new listeners. New listeners, I am the one who always knew that this was a failure. Pat still held on to hope because he's less cynical than I am. Pat, I'm giving you congratulations for being less cynical. But at a point, reality did hit you in the face and you realized that this movie was a failure. And now it feels like it never could have been a success. So that's why you're dealing in this uh, delusion right dealing now. Dealing in I facts. Just want to make sure. Dealing in facts that I have been very honest about Black Adam and have been tough on it many You've times You've always on been honest, show. but you haven't been right up until now. I've that's been right the on the show week after week. I've been right on the show. That's a fact. So the thing is, I'm always rooting for Dwayne The Rock Johnson because been a fan of his for a long time. He's got he's got it all. He's got the charisma. He's got the talents. Listen, he's not Lawrence Olivier, obviously, but he doesn't need mm-hmm. to be. But I think Black Adam shows, A, he clearly needs to start picking just better movies, finding better movies, working with better uh, directors and writers who he could give himself to the way John Cena... Dave Batista give themselves to auteurs like James Gunn, like Ryan Johnson. You know that it's something The Rock. If we're if he this fork in the road, part of that fork should be he's looking down the road where he's working with directors who aren't just there to be his yes men, like the director he had on Black Adam and probably all of his movies from the last five years, but he's working with directors that could push him towards something new and interesting so that's part of this fork here but i mean i think the bigger fork here is that statement and 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 trying to trying to get fans to care about ancillary revenues on his movies i mean he's just starting to speak a language that the average joe lunchpail and and and, uh you know susie sweat hog and and just the 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 workaday Joes and Janes, they don't care about a movie star talking about ancillary revenue streams. Yeah, guess what, guys? My movie made $75 million because at the end of the day, that's nothing when it comes to a movie, but that's money that the general audience will never even get close to seeing ever in their life, Mm -hmm. ever. A million dollars would be a dream to even be able to look at, let alone yes. have. In a museum. So, in a I, muse- I would exactly. love to look at a million dollars in a museum. Yes, absolutely. We all would. But that's yeah. why it's such a delusional tweet. Yeah. So, Pat, let's, because this is going to be an ongoing story, obviously. This it, DC gonna be, stuff do we, is going to be Do we want to quickly touch on... Uh, you know, the Wonder Woman aspect of it. Is no, also- it doesn't matter. That movie is dead. It should be dead. 
1984 was a disaster. It would have been a disaster even without the pandemic. It was fundamentally a uh, a poor follow-up to a big hit movie. And, you know, I think that Gail Godot uh, is nothing without Wonder Woman. And Wonder Woman will survive without Gail Godot. I mean, I think this is just like the tip of the spear when it comes to who's going to get cut here. But I think we've we've talked about the important people in this. And I think I don't think Gail Godot necessarily is all that important. Yeah, I mean, I, I, I would push back a little bit on the, listen, Wonder Woman 1984, we both watched that together. Um, not a good movie. Most people seem to not like that movie. And obviously it came out December 2020, height of the pandemic. So its box office was what it was. But, you know, the great Scott Mendelson does make that point that Wonder Woman 1984, you know, he said this a few times, would have done really well if it came out normally because the first one was a giant hit. And that one, even though it wasn't as good as the first one, it was it was much worse. It still was a serviceable superhero movie. So uh, the Wonder Woman thing, I get why they're recasting that if that's the way they're going because they just want to wipe the slate clean with the Snyderverse. But she's that an second movie didn't have an honest one. chance, obviously. Yeah. I mean, she's an easy cut. I mean, you know. Um, so I mean that that is that to me is an interesting one to see where it goes because Black Adam was a first movie that failed, as I've been saying week after week on the show. Wonder Woman, the first one was a gigantic hit, and then the second one didn't have a real release. So the fact that that is ending now, if that's the case, is a, I still think, an interesting but story. It's, Pat, it's so long. Wonder Woman number one is so long in the rear view when you think about it because of the delays with COVID. We're in a different world now. Mm-hmm. Wonder Woman one, we don't live in a Wonder Woman one world anymore. Mm-hmm. It's ancient mm-hmm. history. Yeah. So we remember it because we're old. But young people don't remember. I mean, they, that means nothing. The first Aquaman movie barely means anything to anyone, right? It, because it, it, I, I think that you're falling into this trap of like that, oh, but it wasn't that long ago. It is long ago in the cultural memory. And the more you say, well, it wasn't that long ago, it wasn't that long ago, the more people are going to hold on to these things. Get rid of Gail Gadot. Get rid of Momoa. Get rid of all these people. It doesn't matter. I mean it the Aquaman matter. thing the Aquaman thing though is the is the weirder one because you're saying people don't remember it there's another one coming out in the future Great and let it come out and then if it's a hit it's a hit and then you move on from it it doesn't matter that's the thing these the way comic books work is that's how it works people mm. are writers on a comic book for a cup for 50 issues then they leave someone else comes and no and people complain but then they get on to the other thing that's how these superhero movies work mm-hmm. we we mm-hmm. we have to remember that's how they work there's been freaking three spider-mans in the last 20 years it's how it works right right all right, right. and that first amazing spider-man was was a hit it wasn't uh you know it was a hit so it doesn't matter it's just like if you're changing the guard, change the guard, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. The the people who are going to completely boycott DC because Momoa is no longer Aquaman could could fit into a thimble, right? Right. When it comes right. to the population of the U.S. and the world, so it doesn't matter. Get rid of them all, right? So you're saying though, like a thimble built to a larger scale. Yeah, thimble in the context of the like whole population. Right, right. But still like a thimble that's probably the size of like a house at best. Oh, I mean bigger than a house. I mean bigger it's, than it's, a house. Okay. Yeah, yeah. It's probably like as big as like a small state. Got it. Okay. We'll but, try but and that's get nothing. A, right. We'll try and get exact uh, uh, surface area of this thimble and put it in the show notes if we could do the math after the show. Well, that sounds uh, like something for one of Bo intern Christopher to do. Yes, yes, yes. Now that, we that's gotta. A perfect, that's a perfect uh, task. What do you? What we do we got to do, Clayton? What do we want to? We got to talk about Father Stu. Okay, 
we got to get to this weekend. Listen, and we can do it very quickly because according to Box Office Pro, the two releases, Father Stew Reborn, which we all know is a reconfigured PG, I think PG-13 version of Father Stew, which is a movie that came out earlier, I think last year, right? And then mm-hmm. spoiler alert is expanding, which is a movie by um, starring that dude from Big Bang Theory, right? And directed by Michael Showalter, who directed mm-hmm. Jessica Chastain to an Oscar last year. Mm-hmm. Um, neither of them are expected to sniff the top five, and they're going to make less than a million. And I agree with this. I don't see either of these movies making any sort of dough. Maybe spoiler alert might make a little bit, but I think otherwise we just got to talk about whether or not Black Panther Wakanda Forever will make over $10 million this weekend. Yeah, because the, the the streak could end after just a couple of months, basically after just starting up again in September. The streak of there being at least one movie that makes double-digit millions um, you know, that streak ended over the summer after mm-hmm. going for basically since the uh, the beginning of the post-pandemic box office. And it ended after, what was that, two years or so? And will it end this weekend? You know, will That's Black Panther make $10 million? Last weekend, it made, what, $16 million? Is that what it made mm, to? Something like that, 16 to 17 something like that. Um, and... It's almost like our people, it made $17.5 million last weekend. Mm-hmm. Um, obviously, the number two movie that came out last weekend, the, the first weekend of Violent Night, that movie made 13.4. It has no chance of making over 10. That would be a I hold. mean, it would have to hold so spectacularly. I mean, we'd be talking about this like a crazy rich Asian sort of hold. Right, right. So that's not going to happen. All the weight of the world is on the shoulders of Black Panther Wakanda Forever and 17.5 million. I am predicting here it's going to pull it off. I do think this movie makes a little over $10 million this weekend. Okay. Uh, that Because that's a drop of what? Like if it drops 40%. You know, if it holds at 50, 60, if it holds at 60%, then it'll get to 10 million. And I think Mm -hmm. that's doable for a movie in its fifth week because the drops usually start to level out a bit. And I think there's something to this weekend, people are gearing up to go see Avatar Way of Water, which Mm -hmm. opens next Friday. Um, and I think that this weekend will be some amount of people just getting themselves ready by going to see a blockbuster, which maybe they haven't seen yet, or they're going to see again. And so I think a lot of people will go to see Wakanda forever this weekend as practice for then going to see Avatar Two: the way of water next friday that's my prediction i I think it'll be a pretty good weekend for wakanda forever it'll be every it'll be a lot of people and i'm in that boat who i might see this this weekend saying you know what if i don't see this this weekend weekend? i i may just i may just do it i have i have i have things going on and you're not going to see this movie this weekend are you i may i may see it this weekend and i do think that people are going to uh, say to themselves, if I don't see it this weekend, I'm probably never going to see it in the theater. Yeah. So this is this the last is the time. Ditch. Yeah. 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 So you say over 10. Yes. You think I say it over keeps 10. the streak alive. Mm-hmm. Um, how much over 10? You're saying 11? I think it could hit 11, but I think it's going to be just right on that board, or I think it does like 10 and a half million. I think it just nice. barely hits double digits, but I do think, I feel pretty confident it will. Okay, well then, do you want to do your top five? Do you feel confident with your top five? Because I think this one is pretty simple. Yes, I mean, 
The question is, will anything shift around? So number one, Black Panther Wakanda Forever. I think it does 10 million. Number two, Violent Night, David Harbour. Um, you figure like a 60% drop on that movie. So it's probably going to end up around five or six million. Number three, I think the menu moves up to number three. I think the menu moves up to three. Then number four is going to have to be Strange World. And then number five, God, is it going to be Devotion at number five? It's not going to be I Heard the Bells, which was last week number six. That was a Fathom event. Is there a chance that all of this Black Adam talk drives anybody to the theater to see it? Uh, or does it drive people away and Black Adam just totally sinks? Yeah. I'm going to say that's the case. I think that I think that Devotion is number 5 and I think Black Adam sinks down a bit because I think that tweet by Dwayne the Rock Johnson actually turns people off. I could see I mean now we're just talking stuff down at the bottom, but I could see the Fablemans leaping over Black Adam in the rankings this coming weekend. You know, I we're mean, talking I would, about six and seven there, but I, I, I think the Fablemans this weekend will make more than Black Adam. I mean, I would say that I would boycott Black Adam, but I'm never going to see this movie, and I never plan to see it, so therefore the boycott would mean nothing. Mm-hmm. But, I mean, and there, that, that tweet was boycott level, truly. Mm-hmm. Maybe mm-hmm. I would just boycott all rock movies. That's a possibility. Mm-hmm. So I believe Black Panther Wakanda Forever is also going to make over 10. Great. I think it's overperformed in the past couple weekends. You know, it's it's still doing solid business. So I'm going to say it's going to make 11. Mm-hmm. I'll go with you on that. Violent Night, I think, is a slam doink number two. I mean, I think one and two are slam doinks here. Mm-hmm. I still think Strange World is going to make more than the menu. Okay. So I'm going to have Strange World at three. I mean, this thing is no great shakes, but it is still going to be the number three movie. Then The Menu, which is still Mm going to be holding very well. And then Devotion. I do believe Devotion is going to be number five. So Mm -hmm. that's the top five. We only deviated a little bit from each other. But uh, yeah, Pat, wow, what a packed show. What a shocking turn of events. What an interesting storyline to follow. What a reason to listen to us every week Yes, and email us. And Pat, where can people email us? Uh, You could email us at theboboyspodcast at gmail.com. We love getting your emails, reading your emails, uh, uh, hearing from you, boots on the ground reporting. Want to be oh boy Christopher, not to be confused with want to be oh intern Christopher, you know, he asked us via email if we were going to talk about the DC news and want to be oh. old boy Christopher. I hope you're satisfied, you know, w- with us devoting a whole show to it. But it was great seeing people email us and tweet at us. Hey, you're going to talk about this. Hey, have you seen this? It, it, it really showed that people needed what we gave them this episode. And I hope this got them through the turmoil of the last few days. And we did get a great email and I, I, we're not going to go into this right now because I think it needs to be talked about more. Mm-hmm. Um, and this, this emailer knows who they are. It's about black Panther. And I think this mm-hmm. is something we can talk about on our Monday episode when we have more time. Cause the rock kind of came in and just threw a wrench and, and you know, father Stu didn't get his due, mm-hmm. but I want to talk about this email and it will be talked about. Cause it's, I think it's a, it's a, Great, important email, and we will talk about it on Monday. Great, yeah, because I have a feeling Monday is going to be us putting a a, a a bow on all of our Black Panther Wakanda Forever talk. You know, mm-hmm. it's going to be number one, and we'll we'll get to this email on Monday about Black Panther. Yeah, it's too what, important and, to to not give a full attention to. Yes. Yes, yes. So something to look forward to on Monday's episode. And of course, next week is going to be huge. You know, we're going to have our episode talking about this weekend. Did Black Panther Wakanda forever 
keep the streak going and make 10 million. But we're also going to be right here next week previewing the release of Avatar 2, The Way of Water. That comes out next Friday, December 16th. So get ready for it. A lot of talk, a lot of analysis. You will need to hear what the B.O. boys say about the upcoming premiere of the second Avatar movie, which, God help us, comes and saves the box office because mm-hmm. we need it right now. So oh, that, that's coming up. But until then, of course, you could email us, the B.O. Boys Podcast at gmail.com. Follow us on Twitter at the B.O. Boys Pod. A lot of great excerpts going up there every day from wannabe O Boy, from wannabe O intern Christopher. Yes. Not Again, not to be confused with wannabe O Boy Christopher, who is someone else, but wannabe O intern Christopher just killing it on Twitter, on our social media. And there will be announcements of stuff to come, new channels, new ways that you could follow us, perhaps some live events online, all in the planning stages now. So follow us on Twitter at the B.O. Boys pod. And 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 if you need more of us, yeah. We also have another podcast that we're on. Yes. Right? Yes. It's a entertainment award show gambling podcast. That we've done two episodes of it, and I feel like that is the premise. So mm-hmm. it actually, as of this date, has not dropped yet. So we are we we've we've recorded a few episodes with the great Nick Turner, who everyone knows as the star of Killer Raccoons 2, Dark Christmas in the Dark. Back in the summer 2020, it was the number one comedy film in America. Mm-hmm. And he was making long- him the number one comedy star. Yep. And longtime friend and creative partner of ours, Nick Turner. So the three of us have gotten together. It is called The Show Me the Money. And it is a podcast that will be on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network. So you could, you can right now subscribe to the podcast feed for the Sports Gambling Podcast Network. That is where this show will end up any day now. And every week, on that show, the B.O. Boys and Nick Turner are basically going to be traveling the road to the Academy Awards and going through all the precursor award shows, covering what the uh, uh, nominations and the wins are shaping up to be, and also gambling along the way and, and, and teaching you where you should gamble. Because mm-hmm. the, the main thrust of that show is everyone should gamble. Yes. Yes. Yeah. So you could you could find the Sports Gambling Podcast Network and at some point the show me the money with Nick Turner and the BO boys will be a thing on there. It's coming any minute now. Yes. So when it does appear, the link will be in the show notes. Yes. Yes. All right, Pat. Well, I don't think there's anything left to say. No. Except for Until next time, we'll smell you at the bar.